Hello, and welcome to the Dr. Jocker's Functional Nutrition Podcast, the show designed to give you science-based solutions to improve your health and life. I'm Dr. David Jockers, doctor of natural medicine and creator of drjockers.com, and I'm the host of this podcast. I'm here to tell you that your body was created to heal itself, and on this show, we focus on strategies you can apply today to heal and function at your best. Thanks for spending time with me, and let's go into the show. This podcast is sponsored by Liver Health Formula from Pure Health Research. For anyone looking to ignite their fat-burning metabolism, boost their energy, and transform how they look and feel, they must start taking care of their liver. Your liver is your body's master detoxifier. It performs over 500 key functions in your body every single day. It's responsible for cleansing and removing thousands of harmful toxins, man-made chemicals, alcohol, and dangerous food additives and preservatives. And after decades of wear and tear, our livers slow down and they become sluggish. And this is why so many of us struggle with weight gain and feeling tired all the time. Fortunately, there's a simple all-natural solution that I recommend. It's called Liver Health Formula. Liver Health Formula contains 12 powerful botanicals clinically proven to recharge and protect your liver at the cellular level. It helps restore your liver's detoxifying abilities. It boosts your energy levels and can kick your natural metabolism into high gear. It also works remarkably well to fight fatty liver, which is a silent epidemic affecting 100 million Americans. And right now, as a listener of our show, you can try Liver Health Formula completely risk-free and receive five free gifts when you order today. First, you're going to receive a free 30-day supply of nano-powered omega-3. This powerful blend of omega-3 fatty acids supports a healthy heart and brain with four times better absorption thanks to this special nano delivery system. You're also getting four free eBooks to support every aspect of your health and longevity, regardless of age. Just go to getliverhelp.com forward slash jockers or call toll free at 800-282-1757 to claim your risk-free supply of liver health formula and all five bonus gifts. That's get liver help. So G-E-T-L-I-V-E-R-H-E-L-P.com forward slash jockers or call 800-282-1757. You're covered by their 365-day money-back guarantee, so you have nothing to risk. But supplies are limited, so go head over to getliverhelp.com forward slash jockers or call toll-free at 800-282-1757 now to order liver health formula and claim your five free bonus gifts while you still can. That's getliverhelp.com forward slash jockers or call 800-282-1757. Welcome back to the podcast. I'm excited about the interview today. We're going to talk about environmental toxins, the main toxins that are in our environment that are ubiquitous or all around us that we're being exposed to, where the sources are, and what we need to be aware of to make sure we can reduce our toxic load. We need to, we're also going to talk about zonulin, which is this protein compound that can increase leaky gut 
an increased intestinal permeability and chronic inflammation. And we're going to talk about strategies to help detox, to help heal your gut, and really look and feel your best. And my guest is Dr. Wendy Trebeau, and she is a medical doctor, an IFM certified practitioner. Uh, she's passionate about helping women optimize their health and lives as a functional medicine gynecologist. Through her struggles with mold and metal toxicity, celiac disease, and other health issues, Dr. Wendy has developed a deep sense of compassion and expertise for what her patients are facing. And she is the co-author of a book called Dirty Girl, Ditch the Toxins, Look Great and Feel Amazing. And she's been regularly featured in Mind, Body, Green and Huffington Post. And so you guys are going to get a lot out of this interview. And if you have not left us a five-star review, now is the time to do that. When you leave us reviews, it helps us reach more people and impact more lives with this message. Thank you so much for doing that. Well, we've got Dr. Wendy Trubeau here. And so Dr. Wendy, I know you wrote this book, Dirty Girl, really catchy topic. Dirty Girl, Ditch the Toxins, Look Great, and Feel Freaking Amazing. And so um, so what was your, your, your inspiration there behind writing this book? Well, in all honesty, my mess became my message. So I mean, we, I got into functional medicine about at this point, like 16 years ago and loved it. That was when I was just diagnosed with celiac. But when I was 48, I hit the skids and came back from a trip to France after the trip gained almost 10 pounds. My hair started falling out in like clumps and had a rash on my face that I couldn't get rid of. And I was mm. like, what is going on? It's really hard to treat yourself, you know, and it's hard for my husband to treat me. He's in functional medicine too. So we kind of did all the testing. My thyroid was perfect. My gut was great for a celiac, which was shocking. And about three months after I got back from France, I heard a report that when Notre Dame burned, it released 500 tons of lead dust into the air. Mm. And we were in France for a week, the week after Notre Dame burned. And I looked at my husband, I said, I got a lead exposure. I mean, we all got a lead exposure, but I'm the one who's sick. So I did the testing and my testing was high. And then I tested for mycotoxins and I had five strains and I tested for a number of the environmental toxins as a panel. And it came up positive for like nine of them, things like gasoline fumes and nail polish and phthalates and plastics, uh, flame retardant. So I looked at my husband, and I said, I am such a dirty girl. And then I said, and that's the book we need to write because we live this life. Like, just like, you know, this is our life. We're gluten-free mm -hmm. in the house. I don't eat sugar and processed carbs. I don't drink alcohol. I exercise, I sleep. And yet I struggle with this. And so if I'm struggling and our lifestyle is already so primed to be on the cleaner side, what does everyone else have? So that was the inspiration. And we wrote the book. It was really my story because- I was I was a hot mess when when we wrote this book. Yeah, for sure, and that's that's all too common. So many people, yeah. uh, you know, they're they're accumulating toxins over the course of their life, and they, you know, they they have the energy, the stamina to kind of get through it for a certain period of time, and then usually it's somewhere mid thirties, early forties, somewhere around there, sometimes mid forties or fifties, and then all of a sudden they start having a lot of symptoms energy yeah. goes down, they start losing hair, you know, whatever it is, they start having a lot of these symptoms because their bucket, you know, that the amount of their threshold for the amount of toxins their body can handle has been exceeded. Yeah. And, uh, and now it's driving up inflammation throughout the system. And so you mentioned a number of the different toxins, um, that you were exposed to. And so let's talk about how some of these toxins really impact gut health and inflammation. 
Yeah, sure. So anything that serves as an inflammatory event for your body can wind up inflaming and irritating your gut. That sounds kind of straightforward, right? I mean, any any source of inflammation leads to more inflammation. So what happens is there's a lot of levels. So there's sort of two roads. I think it's easiest if we take the food road first, because it's easy to think about, oh, food can cause inflammation in my gut, but there's another cut to that. So I mentioned I have celiac and celiac is a genetically driven autoimmune disease. It's related to the HLA subtypes of DQ2 and DQ8. And 30 to 40% of the general population in the world has one or two of these subtypes. DQ2 is 90% of celiacs have DQ2 and then 10% have DQ8. But DQ8 is also responsible for being implicated in juvenile rheumatoid arthritis and type 1 diabetes. So there's some obvious interplay with other autoimmune diseases here. So what's really cool, creepy, but cool, is that when you have one or two of these genes for celiac, you actually have more receptors called CXCR3. Terrible name. I didn't name it. I would have called something easy like higher risk of leaky gut. That's what (laughs) I would have called it. But CXCR3, when it sees the gluten, the particles of gluten, it causes zonulins to be released. Now, zonulins are the substance that cause the tight junctions in your gut to open. And and just as a quick review, our gut is, is a tube and it's lined by these cells, one cell thick and they're stuck together. And when they open, they expose our the, the tube, which is our gastrointestinal tract into our body, which means our immune system gets involved. So, When you eat food that, meaning gluten, that binds to the CXCR3, and you have more of these, and you upregulate the zonulin output, you have higher incidence, frequency, and length of time that your tight junctions are open. So Mm -hmm. anyone who eats gluten, the tight junctions are going to open for like 15 minutes. But someone like me, who has the gene, when you eat this, it stays open for four hours. Now layer on a standard American diet. What did you have for breakfast? Bagel or cereal. What did you have for lunch? A sandwich, a lovely wrap. What did you have for dinner? Pasta with chicken and some broccoli. Now you've eaten gluten three times in the day and your tight junctions are effectively open the entire day, meaning your outside world and your inside world have ample opportunities to get to know each other. And it's not what we want. This is not like a good movie scenario. This is a bad plot. And as your body's exposed to the toxins, the mycotoxins, the heavy metals, the environmental toxins, the food particles, your body says, what is this? And you start to generate immune responses. And for a lot of us that will head to our thyroid, which is the thyroid is extremely sensitive to these alterations, but other people like me will develop a different autoimmune disease. I got celiac. You could get rheumatoid arthritis. You can get any type of colitis, Crohn's disease. Anything that's starting to irritate the system will jack up the body and you'll start to have symptoms or diagnoses. Now, I just dumped a lot on you. Do you want to talk about that? No, I mean, that's a really great, really great explanation there. And it, you know, as you described the meals, it reminds me growing up. I mean, we had, you know, we didn't get the cereal that that my mom that I wanted to get, which was like right. Fruit Loops, we got we got Cheerios or cornflakes, which we thought or raisin bran, which we thought was healthy, mm-hmm. but obviously you know loads of sugar, processed food, gluten in there, glyphosate, then, you know, 
glyphosate exactly and that's another one we got to come back to and then yeah. you know lunch we would have peanut butter and jelly sandwiches on whole wheat bread right which yep. we thought was healthy and then for dinner it was yeah pasta or um you know some sort of breaded some sort of high carb sloppy dish. joes did you get sloppy joes growing sure, up sure of was course it? That was a yeah, yeah. all kinds of stuff like that yeah. right and yeah. so and i wonder why you know in my early 20s i developed irritable bowel syndrome because I was constantly eating this, driving up zonulin like you were talking about. So I had that permeability. And now these large undigested proteins, as well as bacteria and bacterial debris mm -hmm. um, and, and other microorganisms get into the bloodstream. And the body, the, the immune system is hardwired to make sure that bacteria don't kill us quickly, right? So it drives up right. inflammation when it sees bacterial, bacterial end products, things we call endotoxins, um, something like, like lipopolysaccharides, LPS, mm -hmm. which is going to come when we have that permeability. And then large undigested proteins, all of those, the body sees as a threat. And so it's going to drive up inflammation. So it was really good, really good uh, explanation that you had there. And obviously for you, you developed celiac, which is when people think about a gluten intolerance, right? Or gluten sensitivity, we think about celiac. However, celiac is a late stage diagnosis, meaning that yeah. the villi, the little pockets in the intestine have to be like fully destroyed before that's yes. that's actually diagnosed. And then there's a large growing disorder of non-celiac gluten sensitivity as well. Yep. Yeah, I think we should talk about that because so often people think about a diagnosis like it's a relief. And in some senses, yes, you know what's going on, but by the time you've gotten to an autoimmune diagnosis, and I would also lump in there metabolic disease and type two diabetes and cardiovascular disease. By the time you've gotten to those diseases, you have walked very far down the path of illness. And so when you talk about non-celiac gluten sensitivity, I always say to people, I'd love to diagnose you at that stage because I wouldn't want anyone to go through what I went through because it was really hard. And I'm 16 years out from the diagnosis and I still am untangling the complications from how long I went undiagnosed. Mm -hmm. And so non-celiac gluten sensitivity is this diagnosis where you could have or not have the genes, but you're sensitive to gluten and you don't have flattening of the villi. The villi are these lovely frond-like structures. Think of it like seaweed in your gut and their job is to capture the minerals and nutrients. And so when your villi get blunted, instead of tons of surface area, you have no surface area. So typically celiacs are low in all of the minerals and nutrients like vitamin D, zinc, iron, B12, folate, calcium, which is why celiacs often also have osteoporosis when they're diagnosed because they've depleted their body stores. So there's all these downstream things. So yeah, that's a 100%. big impact. You know, I always say being a celiac is kind of like walking around with no fingers. So if you try to do things with no fingers, it would be a lot harder, right? Well, it's harder to yeah. absorb nutrients when you don't have the villi. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, it's, you know, I look back, I was nutrient deficient my whole life. And I took iron till the sun came up, down, backwards, whatever. And I didn't absorb a, a lick of it. Mm. And that was, that was really a harm mark. And that's one of the things I'm personally still untangling is that my absorption compared to most other people... I mm -hmm. have to take more to get to the steady state. So people are like, oh, I take a lot of supplements. I'm like, well, I had damage to my absorptive system. 
and it's still recovering, I think. So yeah, so the, so non-celiac gluten sensitivity is really an uh, optimal place to get diagnosed because you haven't gotten an autoimmune disease because where one autoimmune disease goes others. So you, celiac sets the stage for other issues. So you don't want to get there. That's the end of the road. Not You want to get diagnosed at the beginning. It's much better for you. Yeah, without a doubt. And so obviously gluten can be a major issue. Yeah. What are some of the other environmental toxins? I know as I was talking, you mentioned glyphosate, yeah. which is which is ubiquitous at this point and can be a really big factor. So let's talk about glyphosate. Yeah, my husband always teases me that when people say glyphosate, it's like I'm like the Pavlovian trained dog to go nuts because mm. glyphosate is one of my personal pet peeves because it's the it was originally actually discovered as a chelating agent in 1970 and then discovered to have herbicidal properties and be able to control what's called the shikimate pathway, which is this pathway. We don't have this pathway. So technically, glyphosate does not directly impact us, but it does because what's happening is glyphosate is impacting the beneficial bacteria in our gut and it makes them unable to produce their essential amino acids, which means they die. They can't produce what they need for building blocks of life. And so how that impacts us is that the good bacteria are impaired and bacteria like salmonella are not impaired. So they are more likely to grow mm -hmm. leading to a imbalanced gut or a dysbiotic balance of gut, inappropriate balance of bacteria in the gut. And now we wonder why our mood is off. Well, the good bacteria that are producing our serotonin are not there. 90% of our serotonin, 70, 90% produced in our gut. That throws our gut off when those bacteria can't do it. So going back to glyphosate, it is, its use is doubling about every five to seven years. And by 2017 was the most commonly used herbicide in the world. And it's sprayed on pretty much everything you think of. So unless it's certified organic, and even then it sometimes can be cross-contaminated, it's on your grains, it's on your legumes, it's on your grapes. This matters for people because you give your kids grape juice. Well, you've now concentrated the glyphosate in the juice into what you're giving your kids. High fructose corn syrup, tons of glyphosate and mercury because they use mercury to process it and the glyphosate comes from the corn that was sprayed. Mm. So pretty much every food crop is sprayed with glyphosate at this point. It's got some pretty bad consequences for us. It's implicated in non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. It's implicated in gut inflammation, which we know has downstream effects for us. It's implicated in um, alteration of our gut microbiome, so that can alter our mood. And generally, I would say it falls in the category of top things you want to avoid. I mean, I know the Environmental Working Group yeah. has come up with the Dirty Dozen and the Clean 15, and those alter every year, but those are great guides for people. I know we're jumping ahead, but those are great guides for people. Yeah, to, yeah I think it's really helpful. And with the glyphosate, not only I, you mentioned being on the plant, but actually can get into the roots, right? And yeah. actually get into it. So yeah. it's always good, like if you do get something non-organic that you're going to eat the skin on, like a grape to wash it, you'll get a, a good amount of it off. But if it is non-organic, it's been sprayed, it's still going to have the chemicals inside of it as well. So it's still good to, to rinse it, yeah. you know, to reduce the overall load, but you're not completely getting rid of it. And that is why getting things organic, particularly some of these, um, some of these, these, uh, 
pieces of produce that again are in the dirty dozen. Yeah. Typically it's like if 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 it's got a kind of a soft or if you're going to eat the outside of it, usually that means the pest can as well. Like an avocado, you typically don't eat the peel, right? right? right. So therefore, you know, it's harder for the pests to get in there. They don't need as much pesticide. So, you know, that's a safe one to get non-organic, whereas like a cucumber or celery or a grape or berry or something like that, you're going to eat the outside and therefore you're going to have a higher amount of uh, herbicide, pesticides, you know, all different types of chemicals. Glyphosate's yeah. just one that's going to be sprayed on there. Yeah. I always encourage people to the best of your financial ability, go organic, at least for the dirty dozen. And mm -hmm. then I think I would say to the best of your financial ability, <laughs> here's where you get into sort of corporate, I, I forget the word, corporate advocacy, which is the the things we haven't talked about. It, it's harmful to us indirectly. It's directly harmful to bees and bees. Mm. If we don't have bees, we don't have food because they fertilize and pollinate our food. And it's directly harmful to the insects and the microbiome of the soil, which then translates into difficulty with birds. So when we think about our environment as an ecosystem, it's harming major parts of the ecosystem. And so even if you can afford to buy, uh, how do I say, if you, if you can afford to buy organic, but choose not to, because why bother? The why bother is when we harm the bees, the crops suffer. And we get into this yeah. nonstop sort of rat wheel of, well, we need more pesticides to protect the crops because the crops, the bees aren't working as well. So it does, it does start to escalate. So you can actually make a difference in the environment by not buying food sprayed with glyphosate, ultimately, because the less demand, the less they'll say they'll make. Takes a yeah, lot absolutely. Though. It's a really, really big factor. So yeah, definitely going organic is a great, great step to reducing your toxic load and also to supporting yeah. a healthy environment. If we're talking about, uh, you know, environmental advocacy, that's one of the best things we can do is, is uh, eating, choosing organic foods. So yeah. without a doubt, I just want to interrupt this podcast, to tell you about the importance of vitamin C. We know vitamin C is a critical immune boosting nutrient that most people are deficient in. But did you know that vitamin C is also a very important nutrient for anti-aging? You see, vitamin C is the glue that holds collagen together in your body. Collagen is what makes up your skin, your hair, your nails, your gut lining. If your collagen is weak because you're deficient in vitamin C, then you're gonna end up with saggy skin. You're gonna end up with more cellulite. You're gonna end up with a weak immune system. You're gonna end up with age spots on your skin. You're gonna end up with more inflammation in your body from leaky gut. And so vitamin C is really critical, but here's the thing. Not all vitamin C supplements are created equal. Most of them are not very bioavailable and they simply pass through your digestive system, creating expensive urine. However, our friends over at Purality Health have a patented formula that I'm really excited about, and it utilizes something called micell liposomal technology, which delivers the nutrients into your bloodstream, and it's proven to be 800% more efficient at delivering these nutrients than your standard supplements. So if your skin is looking older than you, and the appearance of fine lines, wrinkles, age spots, sagging skin, and otherwise old-looking skin frustrates you, 
then give Purality Health's MyCell Liposomal Vitamin C a try. It's backed by a 180-day money-back guarantee, so you really have nothing to lose. You can get your money back if for some reason it doesn't work for you. And today, we have a 30% off coupon just for you. Just visit PurityHealth.com and use the coupon DRJ to access 30% off your purchase today. Again, 180-day money-back guarantee. Just go to PurityHealth.com. Use the coupon code DRJ, just all one word, DRJ, to access 30% off your purchase today. Let's talk about some other environmental toxins. You mentioned lead, that you were exposed to lead. You mentioned BPA. You mentioned a number in in the beginning. So let's talk about a few of those. Okay, so let's preface this, David, by saying that you're never going to be truly toxin-free. So the goal Mm -hmm. is not toxin-free. The goal is reducing the avalanche the death by a thousand cuts that we get every day to a point where our bodies can manage to excrete the majority of it. That's the goal. And then Mm -hmm. avoid wherever possible. So it's not perfection. I have screwed up and bought things that weren't clean. You know, I'm in a rush. I have four kids like you and we run around and I'm like, oh, that looks good. And then I go, oh, that's not clean. So (laughs) perfection isn't the goal. Improving week over week year over year, month over month, that's the goal. Just try to do better today than you did yesterday. So having said that, common ones, flame retardants. Now you're thinking to yourself, I'm not a firefighter. Why am I exposed to that? However, if you sleep on a bed and it isn't organically derived, it has been likely sprayed with flame retardants. Flame retardants are a tremendous endocrine disruptor. And so if you just bought a bed or you own a bed and it has flame retardants, don't go crazy, right? Like you can't, you can only do what you can do. But if you're looking for a bed and you're about to replace your bed, get a bed that is not sprayed with flame retardants so that when you spend eight hours on it or nine hours on it every day, you're not getting that exposure. Okay. So that's one very common one. Lead is very common. Now, the good news is that lead was outlawed from gasoline in 1975 and it was outlawed from paint in 1978, which is a really long time ago. And some, most of your listeners may not have even been born at that point. However, they were born to someone who was born at that point. And the problem is that you get 50% of what your mother had, and your mother had exposure. It sounds like I'm sort of saying something mean, but mm-hmm. your mom definitely had exposure. Yeah. All of our moms did, because there were lead pipes. They grew up with lead pipes. They grew up with lead paint, lead gasoline. So we were born to people who had a lot of lead and we got 50% of that. So lead is very common. And then things like major environmental breakdowns, like when Notre Dame burned and released 500 tons of lead dust into the air, the closer you were to Notre Dame, the more exposure you got and it kind of weaned off the farther you got. So everyone living in a pretty close circumference to Notre Dame also got a lead exposure. So lead is very common. We get exposed in a lot of ways and 10 million homes still have lead pipes in the United States. Just crazy to think, you know? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So you want me to keep going? It's only horrifying, right? Yeah, and I know that phthalates, BPA, things like that are, are, are a big deal as well. A lot, a lot yeah. more research coming out on those. Yeah, let's talk about that. So, so phthalates and BPA are huge endocrine disruptors. And when I say endocrine disruptor, people might be like, okay, well, what does that mean? What that means is at the, down in your body, they look like your hormones. 
And they act like your hormones because they bind to your hormonal receptors. So your body gets confused. They also need to be processed like your hormones need to be processed. So this is, this is one of my favorite things to talk about. Can we mm -hmm. dive into this? Yeah, for sure. So your liver is responsible for doing the bulk of your detox work. And when you're, and your hormones are processed through a number of different pathways. And ultimately they go from being a fat soluble entity. They go through two phases and they become a water soluble bound entity in the middle. They become a free radical mm. in between fat soluble mm. and water soluble. They are a free radical. We all know free radicals are bad for us. So if you want to get this out of you, you need to get it into its water-soluble state and put it into your gut. Now we're going to circle back to leaky gut and dysfunctional gut. So mm -hmm. when it's put in your gut, if you have constipation, if you have dysfunctional gut performance, call it that, yeah. or if you have an overactivation of an enzyme called beta-glucuronidase, which is measurable, we can measure this, mm -hmm. you will take that water-soluble bound hormone and you'll disconnect it from its binder. The minute it gets disconnected, it's back to being a free radical and it's no longer water soluble, which means it has to go back in your bloodstream. It's back in your bloodstream as a free radical. Now, remember, we're getting a deluge of, of toxins every day. So it's not like your liver is just sitting on demand, waiting for a free radical to get created. It, it can't always deal with that free radical in the moment. So when it can't deal with it, it puts it into storage. And those storage depots are our fat. So especially for the women who are listening, those endocrine disrupting plastic water bottles that we feed our kids because you know we're running around to sports and the kids are thirsty and we keep that package of plastic water bottles in our trunk so it can get heated up. And sometimes we get thirsty and we drink it too. We're getting tremendous levels of BPA and, and endocrine disruption. And when that pathway occurs and we don't excrete it and instead we recycle it, we've now doubled the work on our body. So when women say, I can't lose weight, I'm doing everything I can, my response is, as long as we know your thyroid is normal, you have a toxins issue because that fat storage is such a powerful place to hang on, to put things that are dangerous for yeah. us because free radicals mm -hmm. are dangerous. Yeah, and the body will actually hold on to the fat Yes. And kind of reduce your ability to burn fat for fuel because it's trying to, in a sense, protect protect your body from releasing all of these toxins that will drive up oxidative stress. It wants to reduce the rusting effect in the body, so it would rather, um, you know, uh, again store the fat and not actually break it down. So this can this can, is a condition we call weight loss resistance, and a lot of people deal with this. Yeah. So my response, if you're listening and you're someone who has difficulty losing weight, or if you're someone who's on the metabolic syndrome, cardiovascular disease, type type two diabetes pathway, this all tracks back to toxins. Tox toxins are a tremendous issue and we want to deal with that. Yeah, for sure. And, and again, phthalates are a big one. The I guess the most well-known phthalate is BPA, right? And you'll see on a lot of bottles, it will say BPA free. But that's only one of many phthalates. And uh, so obviously all of our plastics, so if we're drinking out of plastics, if we're getting oil, oil-based products, olive oil, coconut oil, even you know the healthy oils, obviously we want to avoid the processed vegetable oils altogether if they're in glass or plastic. But mm -hmm. um, the healthier oils, a lot of times people are getting those in plastic. And 
the BPA as well as other compounds are leaching into the oil. But just because something says BPA-free, if it's plastic, we know that there's a whole bunch of other phthalates that are in there as well. Yeah. And and this, this honestly, David, this is something that makes me nuts because there's so many, you know, your shampoo comes in plastic and your conditioner for your mm. hair and your soap is wrapped in plastic. I mean, there's so many right. levels of this. So, so this is where better is better than perfection because it will make you nuts. And I'm going to say straight up, we have four businesses and four kids and we have eight chickens and we're hatching more and two cats. And I am not making my own shampoo. <laughs> that is not going to happen. So pick your battles, right? So the battle I'm picking is I'm not going to drink out of the plastic. I'm not going to store my food in it. And I'm never going to microwave. I don't microwave my food anyway, but I'm never going to microwave yeah. plastic. So yeah. to, to not have it be on your food. Uh, I do have plastic covers on my metal Tupperware. Tupperware is not the right word, I guess. So on yeah. my metal food storage, I have plastic tops. And what I don't do is have it ever touch the top. So mm. it's it's kind of domed. So I'm not stuffing the food in, especially if it's hot. I'm never putting hot food on plastic. Yeah, that's smart. And so you're using metal, metal Tupperware. I'm using glass, which is kind of yeah. the same thing with a plastic yeah. lid. But yeah, that I think that's a really great principle for people. Anything you're eating or drinking, mm-hmm. ideally shouldn't have been exposed to plastic. Right. And so obviously we can't always do that if we're traveling, like if we're flying or something, you might have to drink out of a, a you yeah. know plastic bottle. But you know, as much as you can, controlling your own, you know, controlling your environment, drinking out of glass or stainless steel uh, is going to be a much better, much better option. Having your own home house water filtration system or some sort of point of service filter at least that you can be drinking out of um and and you know speaking of a major source of toxins we haven't talked about that yeah but um before it even gets into the cup that you're drinking out of is actually the water that you're drinking that could be you know could have come from your city or your well Mm -hmm. so let's talk about what people will find oftentimes in their water yeah, so let's back up even more. In 1989, so I'm from Massachusetts, and I always love to say go Boston because, you know, go Boston. <laughs> so in 1989, a Massachusetts study found that one in every six deaths was due to poor air or water quality in wow. 1989. It's gotten worse since then. <clears throat> we have more cars on the road. We have denser populations. We have more people living on the same amount of land. So uh, water quality is a huge issue, as is air quality. Let's come back to that. So water quality, the, you can have a range of things in your water, especially if you have well water, you could have parasites. So it's important to test your water. Mm-hmm. If you have municipal water, they have certain standards that they have to go by. And literally today, it was announced that PFAS is no longer going to be allowed to be used and produced. And that's trickling down into our local water municipalities where they have to test and remove PFAS from the water. It's very costly, but it's very good because these are forever cancer-linked chemicals. Mm -hmm. So perchlorate is another really common chemical, even in good water systems, because perchlorate is essentially bleach and they're using that to kill things in your water. So you don't get sick from the water, except the perchlorate itself is endocrine disrupting, Mm -hmm. disrupts your, your reproductive system. So that's where the point of use comes in. So when you talk about filtering your water, you always want to go, go for the best thing your budget can afford. So if you start from most, if you can afford a whole house water filter, go there. 
It won't get rid of the perchlorate though. You need a reverse osmosis to get rid of perchlorate. So in order to get rid of that, at the point of your bathtub, your shower, and your drinking, you do need reverse osmosis point of use filters. So, or so, a distilled or, or something. Yeah, I was just gonna say, or a tabletop, yeah. uh, countertop type of use, but you can't shower with that. So for, yeah. your, for your bathing, if you wanna go that far, you would need reverse osmosis at every point. So it gets, it's something you need to plan and it can get a little bit tangled because where are you gonna put it? And are you building in a closet for every shower? So that's, mm. you'd have to build a house to do that. So that, no, not very many people are doing that. So what I would say is on the things you drink, have either a countertop or a reverse osmosis. And then, um, then you know, if you have young children, you may wanna do it on their bathtub if you yeah. can, if you can. Yeah. Um, and at least you can get like a, like a good carbon filtration system yeah, too, yeah. which can get a lot of stuff out yes. so that can help. I have to share with you, David, we just changed our filters about a week yeah. ago. So we live in a city that has very good water tested, mm -hmm. but we installed a whole house water filter after I went through all these issues. I mean, it, it came to a point where I was like, I'm such a mess. We need to do everything we can. Yeah, sure. So we installed a whole house water filter and we have two filters on it. And one filter gets changed once a year and one filter gets changed every six months. So the six month one was up for renewal. We pull it out, it is black, mm. black. We, we put, took a picture of, um, we were posting this on social on Instagram with the new one, which is, you know, lily white. And then the other one, which is, it's like black and rust colored. Oh, yeah. And we have clean water. This is the thing to stress. We have, we have water that for years, I was like, this water's pretty good, but that's all the stuff we didn't drink. Yeah. So water quality is extremely important. And then air quality is extremely important. So if you're, and this is again, where like, don't let, don't let it make you crazy. Just do better. If you're looking at property, don't buy a property next to a, next to, or on a golf course, next to, or on a farm, next to, or on a uh, highway. Um, and there's one more, I'm now totally blanking. That'll come to me. Because these are places that you're getting exposed to high levels of toxins, yeah, especially a coal in your plant home. or something like that. Probably wouldn't. Yeah, be. processing plants. <laughs> so yeah. don't you don't want if if you have a choice, don't buy property next to those places. Mm. If you yeah. if you have it, if you don't have a choice, then we need to get into. Let's make sure your home has great air quality, and that's when it gets into to the best of your ability. Test and filter your air particularly yeah. the places you spend the most time. So if you have a gas cooktop, make sure you're turning on the, the fan whenever you cook to pull mm. away the toxins that are released. That's good to know. Yeah. Right. If you have always turn on the fans in your bathroom so that you don't accumulate mold, mm. have a, have a high quality HEPA air filter in your bedroom near your bed so that you're not breathing poor quality air. If yeah. you live near one of those places, you know, maybe keep your windows closed, which is so crazy because we always say open your windows to get good air. But if your air outside is worse than inside, don't open your windows. Yeah. <laughs> keep it out. Yeah. But for most people, the EPA says that the indoor air is like six times more toxic than outdoor air. For most people, yes. And then, um, you know, you said EPA, which is another one of those magic words. You know? <laughs> so, so the EPA is responsible for overseeing these things. However, they have very little teeth and enforcement ability. Yeah. So it's important that you don't necessarily rely on that agency to tell you what's safe or not, because the last time they banned a substance was in 1984, hmm. which is 
almost 40 years ago. Yeah. <clears throat> so they're not providing the accountability and the oversight no. that they should be, which is why we have such a rampant amount of toxins in our system. Yeah. And most doctors are not trained to look or even consider no. uh, toxicity because again, you know, this is all kind of illegal and, you know, it's, it's, it's a lot of legislative, political, legal ramifications. If, uh, you know, these toxins, if we, if we are associating them with chronic disease. And so that's why really in the allopathic system, they're not going to talk to you about these kinds of things. This is something you've got to go outside of the allopathic system. And I, you were classically trained as a medical doctor mm -hmm. and you realized, Hey, I, you know, if I'm going to really help people, I've got to go outside of that and learn functional medicine. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think the current system is, I think the current system is amazing for surgical emergencies, surger, yeah. surgeries, mechanical issues, meaning you have a tumor, you need it removed, you have a knee, mm -hmm. you need, you know, you really, if you have a mechanical issue that yeah, you won't you break be able an to arm. Yep. Yeah, you need, you need traditional medicine. Yeah. I think it's great for uh, obstetrical care for people who need high risk care. Mm -hmm. um, I don't really think it's designed to keep us healthy. It's designed to react to issues. Yeah. And I think what you and I are about are let's resolve the issues we have and let's pre prevent new ones from occurring. It's a very, for it's sure. totally different philosophy, you know, different yeah, toolbox. For sure. Too. For sure. It's a wellness-based philosophy. Yeah. It's about optimizing overall health and preventing chronic disease. Hey, I just wanted to take a moment and tell you about a new product that I've been taking every single morning. It's from our friends over at Paleo Valley. It's called Neuro Effect. And it is a neuro-supportive blend of eight full-spectrum mushroom extracts and whole coffee fruit extract. It's designed to help boost up brain-derived neurotropic factor, BDNF, which is like miracle grow for your brain cells. It has got lion's mane mushroom, well-renowned for its effect on the brain. It's got reishi mushroom, which is phenomenal for your immune system. It also helps with calming your brain and helping you sleep more effectively. It has got shaga, as well as cordyceps in there, which are phenomenal for energy and for mental clarity. It also has turkey tail mushroom and maitake, which are amazing for your immune system as well. So this product also has a whole fruit, has whole coffee fruit extract, only two milligrams of caffeine, but whole coffee fruit extract actually boosts your BDNF levels 4.3 times greater than if you were actually drinking coffee itself. I mean, we all know that coffee helps improve your energy or mental clarity, but it's the whole organic coffee fruit extract that has the most powerful effect on your brain without the downside of caffeine. That's what you get in this neuro effect product. So I've been taking this on a regular basis to support my brain health, my immune system. I take it in the morning and you can try it now too. I've negotiated with Paleo Valley to make sure that you guys get 15% off this product. It's called Neuro Effect. You can find it at paleovalley.com. Use the coupon code JOCKERS to get 15% off today. And so yeah. let's talk about, you know, we've talked about a lot of toxins. We've talked about zonulin and how that contributes to leaky gut and how that drives up inflammation in our system. So let's talk about strategies people can take um, to help reduce their overall toxic bucket, their toxic threshold, and uh, and build more resilience and, and optimize their health. I love this, David, because I'm always a proponent of you of control over this narrative. 
you know, you really do have control over your body and your agency, essentially. So I love this part. So when we're thinking about toxins, I tend to think of things in a in a tripod sense. So there's the things you're putting in your body, that's your food and your water, your alcohol, your juice. Then there's what you're putting on your body, that's your beauty products, your clothing, your hair, your hair shampoo, your hairspray, whatever. Then there's what's around you. So when you start to think about what can you do, start to categorize it in those areas. So the first thing I say to people is do not throw everything away because it is crazy expensive. Okay. And then you have to buy a ton of stuff. So that's very stressful. So one thing that you can do is as you run out of whatever that is, be it food or a beauty product, that's the point to level up. So you're not doing a massive overhaul unless you have unlimited funds and a personal assistant who can deal with it. And I don't really know anyone in that place. So, so if that's your place, go ahead. But otherwise, as you run out of your whatever it is, the cereal that you're eating, aim for an organic one. Go to the best of your ability, aim to level up to the environmental working group, dirty dozen, avoid those and go for the clean 15 if you can't afford organic for all of it. And then the other thing I would say is, you know, work, do your best to avoid eating foods that have a label and come from something processed because they convert to sugar very quickly. Sugar is in that not so good for you category or very bad for you category. And if it comes from package, it's more likely to have glyphosate contamination. So aim for minimally processed, looks like itself doesn't need a label food to eat. Don't drink from plastic water bottles. Put it, put it, just put a, mm -hmm. put a line in the sand, like, okay, we're not buying those. Um, you might have to make exceptions like when you're flying or if you have a party at, we just had my daughter's birthday party at a place where, we could, you know, there's no other option. We had to bring yeah. drinks. Yeah. Uh, don't give your kids non-organic juices because you're giving them a serving of glyphosate and avoid high fructose corn syrup because you're giving them a really concentrated serving of glyphosate and mercury. So we don't want to do that. Then as you run out of your beauty products, level up, look on environmental working group. They have a great, they have the skin deep database. So they reviewed thousands of products. So you can look to see is your product highly rated or not highly rated. And to the best of your budget, go for the highly rated ones. And as you run out, level up, clear out your water, filter, test and filter first, right? Test, mm -hmm. test your water, see what your problem is, and then filter it to the best of your budget. And then same for your air. If you can test your air, great. If not, just get high quality hair, air mm. filters. If you get a new car, put an air filter in it. It's got over 300 chemicals in the car. So, protect yourself to the best of your ability. Don't take your clothes to the dry cleaner. They all use formaldehyde. Even the clean ones use a clean for uh, updated form of formaldehyde. So try to buy clothes that you could wash. Clothing's a really thorny conversation because yeah. if you're going to wear only organic clothing, you're going to wear flax and some cotton and linen, mm -hmm. and you're not going to look very fashionable. So that for a lot of people is a, a non-starter. So do your best. Don't dry clean your clothes, wash them. Yeah. And, uh, and you can get natural laundry detergents, yes. things like that. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Use cleaners in your dishwasher, your laundry around your house, mm -hmm. on your windows, your toilets that are natural. My favorite brand is Aspen Clean. Favorite. Because yeah. they make everything and they'll auto ship to me. So, and nice. they're highly rated. So that's that's like one of my highest highest loves is, is Aspen Clean.
Yeah, fantastic. So these are some really great principles for people to to get started with when they're changing things over. Um, also, there's some good supplements too that you know you can add in. For example, like if you are traveling, you're drinking. You know, we just my my wife and I actually just went to Cancun, Mexico for our. We go down there every year for our anniversary, and it's a wonderful trip. Um, obviously, you know we're drinking water and plastic bottles and stuff mm -hmm. like that. And so we bring some binders with us and some liver support while we're out there, right? So binders, things like activated charcoal, fulvic humic acid, zeolite, mm -hmm. stuff like that. Um, that really helps because that binds toxins. And then also some liver support. So things like milk thistle, dandelion leaf, uh, beetroot, um, some B vitamins, some amino acids, things like that, like taurine, um, all help support. The, that phase one through three liver detoxification, like you were talking about earlier. So those are some helpful supplements. Are there other supplements that uh, that oftentimes you'll recommend? Yeah, uh, I love fiber. I'm a huge yeah. fan of propylman and fiber because it binds to all the mm. mycotoxin strains. Fiber in general cleans your gut. Think of it like a mop. And so both soluble kind of your, and insoluble. A natural binder in your food. Yeah. Yeah. And it travels well. So that's mm -hmm. great. And it helps because a lot of people get constipated when they travel. So it helps yeah. to move things along. And then I always like to recommend people take a, a shelf-stable glutathione with them mm. or NAC and alpha lipoic yeah. acid so they can create glutathione. Um, I, I'm a huge proponent of don't really change your routine just because you're on vacation. So when I go on vacation, I actually take my morning shakes and I take my supplements and they're, yep. and they're all, you know, prepackaged. And, yep. um, I travel with everything and, you know, it's people like you get one bag. I'm like, Oh, I don't, I don't think that's going to work for me. I'm traveling with a blender. <laughs> <laughs> I'm traveling with the kitchen sink. Yeah. So, um, so only thing about other supplements, you named most of the things that I love to use, um, I also would say chlorella and spirulina. Mm. Oh yeah. By the way, none of this is for pregnant, pregnant or nursing. If you're pregnant or nursing, this is not for you. Just for the record, count yourself out until you're done and your body is yeah. your own, but yeah. Maybe some digestive chlorella. enzymes. If you're totally. pregnant, um, that can be super helpful. Safe yep. probiotics can be helpful. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. You just don't want to do anything to promote de detox Yeah. because think of it, you're pregnant. You're already giving that baby 50% mm -hmm. of what you have. So, and nursing is also a detox event for you and a retox for the baby. Mm. So, so no on purpose detox in those stages, but uh, yeah, chlorella and spirulina are, are some of my favorite additions, especially because yeah. they yeah, bind Yeah, we brought everything. those with us as well yeah. to Cancun. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I think you can get it in a powder form so you can throw it in your yeah. smoothie. I and mean, it's just, it's just fantastic. Yeah. Single cell algae that are great natural <laughs> binders. They also provide a lot of key nutrients for the body. So yeah, it can be super helpful. Yeah. Well, you know, this has been great. And let's finish with this. Let's finish with uh, five of your top foods that you personally like to consume and that you recommend for uh, for a lot of your clients that will help with detoxification, gut health, and uh, support blood sugar stability. Okay. So, so hands down, my favorite food ever is arugula. I actually mm. put it in my smoothies every yeah, I love day. Arugula. I love arugula. It's great for bone health. It doesn't have a lot of the oxalate. So it's even yeah. better than spinach for bone health. Uh, so I also am. It's a also huge... a bitter. It's also kind of like yes. a bitter herb. We know bitter is good for the liver, right? So it yes. helps activate liver function loaded with, with chlorophyll, a lot of good compounds in there. Yeah. So any, any of the bitters and then any of the cruciferous vegetables are, are mm. 
my favorite foods. You know, my kids are like, oh, we're having cauliflower again. I'm like, yes, <laughs> broccoli again. Yeah, so it's either broccoli or cauliflower almost every yeah. night in our house in some way, right? We're either going to blend it, roast it, saute it, um, or yeah. eat it raw. So, so any type of cruciferous vegetable, I know that's more than five right there, but right. So the arugula, <laughs> the cruciferous category, put that way. Yep. And then I'm a huge fan of uh, beans because I'm, I believe that if you can't poop regularly, mm. you're not going to detox. So you need to make sure that the, we've talked about liver, but we haven't talked as well, much. That's not about really a belief. Gut. That's really science right there. Right. Sorry. So <laughs> you have I know. to be able to poop well. Yeah. Yeah. So if you're not pooping, you're not detoxing. So mm -hmm. ensuring that not only are you getting it into the detox mechanisms, but then you can actually get it out of your body. So yeah. that, and then this one's free. Um, make sure you sweat every day in mm. some way because your skin is a tremendous detox organ. So moving your lymph and dry brushing and sweating will get the lymph moving and get you to excrete toxins. So how many is that? Arugula, beans, cruciferous vegetables, beans, cruciferous veggies, sweating. And then what else? And then other than the glutathione and, and NAC and alpha-lipoic acid and B vitamins, or in addition to those, I mean, or yeah, you could add that in there. Yeah, definitely those. Um, you know, the hard part is there's so much data that shows so many things are beneficial. So I'm always like, oh, do that too, right? You know, there's there's yeah. things to help with your with zonulins to totally. help with intestinal permeability would be like vitamin D, even mm. starting with vitamin D Super to regulate important. your tight junctions. So yeah, get, getting your fat soluble nutrients, vitamin D, vitamin A is also really important, yep. like some cod liver oil, yep, something along those lines, which has the vitamin A, has some vitamin D, omega-3s in there. That yep. can be really helpful. For and a lot butyrate, of and you mentioned yeah. fiber and probiotics. So, so getting really those things stuff. are, yeah. Really good stuff. And I'm going to add in also sprouts can be really helpful yes. too. And oh, you and can do those. You can get like a tabletop that you, uh, whether you live in an apartment, a home, yeah. you can actually grow your own microgreens. Yeah. They're my favorite food. They So microgreens are cool because they have the same amount of nutrients in them when they're born as they do when they're big. So you can mm -hmm. get a hundred times the nutrient value by eating a handful of microgreens than you can eating a whole bowl full of salad greens. So it's much better to do microgreens. Really good stuff. Well, uh, Wendy, it's been awesome. It's been a great interview. We've, we've covered a lot of topics. And guys, if you want more from Dr. Wendy, check out her book, Dirty Girl. If you're watching on video, you could see it right behind her where she talks a lot more about all of these different topics. Yep. And uh, any last words, inspiration, and where else can people find you? So my last words of inspiration is you do have control of this narrative and, and don't ever let someone tell you that it's not reversible because it is, whatever that it is. And then people can find me in lots of places. I'm on Instagram and Facebook at Wendy Trubo MD. And then we have a podcast of our own, which is the Five Journeys podcast, Live Like You Matter. And our website is fivejourneys.com. Fivejourneys.com. Excellent. Well, thank you again, Dr. Wendy, My for pleasure. your time. And guys, we'll see you on a future training here. Be blessed, everybody. Well, that's all for this show. And I want to thank you again for spending your valuable time with me today. And if there was something you heard in this interview that you have questions on or you want to dive into deeper, then drjockers.com is the best place to go. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider taking just a quick moment and giving us a great review. Your reviews help us influence more people and transform more lives. 
And if you took something valuable away from this episode, then please share it with someone in your life you know it can help. We'll see you soon on a future podcast. Be blessed, everybody.